to the Warzone Amateur Hour Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Warzone Amateur Hour Podcast. This is episode number 67. We've seen somewhat of a seismic shift in the world of Warzone in terms of TTK uh, across multiple game modes. And so far, the feedback has been incredibly positive. So we've got a lot to dive into, as always. And as always, we've got our first-hand impressions uh, to give the amateurs perspective that hopefully you can relate to, as always. But before we talk about what has been laid at our feet, these changes that are impacting the world of Warzone, I have to turn to the co-host of this podcast, the 10-inch cowboy, uh, who I know actually got in quite a bit, a bit more than me this week, and see how it was for you in the war zone yes i hello everybody i did play a little bit this week um busy with uh, a lot of stuff in life right now but i definitely got in quite a few times this week and it's been fun uh definitely want to talk about the iron trial rebirth duos that you and i just played right before the recording of this podcast which was a lot of more fun than I expected it to be. Almost said funner, but funner is not a word I've been told. That's right. So it was a lot more fun than expected. Uh, loving the higher TTKs. Overall, fun week. Uh, dialing in my uh, my Bren and actually now uh, assisting it with a Cooper Carbine. I'm Mr. Cooper Carbine. Just call me Coop Cooper over here, and it's been going very well. So how was your week in the wars? And I know you didn't probably play as much as you wanted to because of uh, you know children. Yeah, you know, I could probably count the number of rounds I played this week on two hands, which is uh, unfortunate. But you know, it's we'll, we'll there'll be some stability coming down the line uh, when these little ones stabilize, go off to to their childcare, whatever it may be. Until then, you know, I gotta get them in when I can. And you know, Tron, I'll do whatever I can to drop into the war zone, including as the cowboy just touched on right before recording this. So certainly fresh in my mind. Uh, how was my week really was for the most part, uh, kind of same old as last week, sticking with that Bren, which is, you know, was broken or reverted, uh, sticking with my Owen gun, which is now pretty much fully leveled up to meta feeling good about that kind of just was enjoying the state of the game. Uh, but then all of a sudden, which is our first topic to really dive into on March 2nd, they dropped a massive, massive patch uh, and not so much massive in terms of, oh, there was tons of new things, but really massive in terms of the changes they made to the fundamental game. Uh, and it started with the old Vanguard Royale playlist, which kind of as a retrospective looking back since that's been introduced, it seems like they've really been using that as like a playground, as an experimental ground uh, so to speak, which to me, I think this is like their R&D space for what's going to be coming in Warzone 2, if I had to guess, because, you know, they've been sticking to only Vanguard guns. Most recently, they got rid of stuns. They got rid of dead silence. Like to me, I feel like this is a glimpse. You know, again, we're always looking ahead of the curve here, reading between the lines. That's like to me, this is a glimpse into the future. Uh, but that said, the main change they did this week is, you know, previously they'd gotten rid of UAVs as well. But what they did is they increased, which to me is, as far as I can remember, this is unheard of for Warzone outside of, you know, introducing a whole new playlist of Iron Trials. Is they increased the base health across Vanguard Royale. So it was previously 100 base health. That's out, out uh, without armored plates. That got bumped up to 150 and including armor, you now have a total health of 300 up from 250. What are your thoughts on this, Cal? Pretty momentous, right? This seems like a big deal. They all of a sudden have made it that much harder to kill people and be killed. Where did this come from? You know, I know there's been grumblings of the TTK being too low for so long now. What sparked this? You know, I just it seems like it's out of nowhere. I think it's great. I, I'm happy. It, the, the TTKs have been getting insanely quick. 
But what? Why does why does this happen now? What do you think? Uh well, according to again, it's it's great they include this in the patch notes. They had a little blurb about it, and they said, "quote We agree with the feedback that the time to kill or TTK has crept beyond the sweet spot, and we hope that this adjustment will improve player experience and sentiment." Uh, this change comes parallel to additional weapon balancing that remains a key focus for the team. Really funny that they added the and sentiment on that sentence. I heard you chuckle. I chuckled as well because it's like uh, adjust adjustment will improve player experience. They could have just left it at that, but they had to add and sentiment. It's like there's an emotional component to this. Yeah, clearly they've been hearing the or reading the tweets of people bitching about the TTK, the overall sentiment out there, which again, we've been on that train. We've talked about it week in, week out. The TTK has slowly crept faster and faster. And, you know, back on Black Ops, their attempt to bring it back down was to really nerf weapons across the board. But it seems like they've acknowledged, like, it's still, it's just the nature of in, improving guns and in you know, adding new guns and they're better and better. It's like, it's got to the point where they just couldn't do anything else, but go ahead and give everyone increased health. Uh, it's not as much as, you know, the health level on iron trials, but so far the feedback from what I've seen, especially from main streamers that are still on the game is incredibly positive. Like I know Iceman Isaac was loving it. Uh, a lot of the other streamers. And so I went in and hopped in and played one and I got to say it feels better. Yeah, um, question for you. Didn't we discuss this in a deep dive on the podcast several months ago? I feel like we talked about the TTK being so fast and like what were solutions to that. And I feel like we decided the best solution would just be to increase player health. Didn't we have this? Are they listening? I'm to the fairly certain we did. I might even go back, see if we could find that clip. Uh, if there's any loyal listeners, though, know it, let us know. But yeah, I think we said, why not? Just fucking give us a little more health. Yeah, they're listening. We know they're listening. A lot of big wigs listening to this podcast. So glad that they're starting to take it to heart. Um, but I think this is a great move. All Obviously, it was my idea. I'll say it was our idea. Uh, but yeah, of course, this is great. You know, and this is uh, just to be very clear here. This is not including. Well, Iron Trials is its own beast. This is just generally in Warzone. The health has been well. Increased. No, this is just Vanguard Royale. Oh, or, if you're excuse still me, just playing Vanguard the regular Royale. Battle Royale with all the weapons. It still has stun grenades. There's no limitations there. That's still that old rapid crazy TTK. So wait a second though, Vanguard Royale. I guess I never use snipers in Vanguard Royale because the Vanguard snipers are dog shit. But I guess is a headshot still a down with this increased health? I got to imagine it is in terms of snipers. I've heard actually the, the Vanguard car 98 is pretty solid. If you can level it up. I know one of our uh, discord discord users shared a build that he recommended said we'd really enjoy it again. I don't have the capacities to level that. Uh, I don't really snipe these days, but there is an option if you do want to go that route. But that said to answer your question, I am almost certain it's got to still be that. Well, it's not like that in know. iron trials. That's true. That's true. But before we dive into Iron Trials, there was a pretty, another significant change here for, for uh, Vanguard Royale game mode. In addition to this massive TTK increase across the board, they also brought back the abilities to purchase UAVs at the buy stations. However, at the onset of the patch notes, they announced the cost had been raised to $9,000 for a single UAV. And of course, the sentiment was not positive there. Everyone was very upset, it seems like, because they immediately, within 24 hours, came back and said, okay, we've seen, quote, both sides of feedback with the previous change to remove UAVs wholesale, some players liking the more traditional Battle Royale pacing, whilst others missed the ability to... Uh, more readily push a team in the mid game, but we're excited by this compromise where UAVs will remain accessible, but less inclined to be so readily exploitable. So they reverted the cost to $6,000. Uh, they are back in the game. They said our goal with both of these changes is to deliver a more balanced, fair and engaging experience. We will continue to monitor the impact of these changes and make additional updates where required. 
Um, yeah, I think that they sh- you should. I like this more than just no option, right? You should have the option to purchase a UAV. It just can be very expensive. Nine thousand dollars is a lot. I don't know if a UAV should be as expensive as almost a loadout, but I think six thousand seems like a happy medium. I think the four thousand old price tag was probably a little too cheap. Six thousand is a little bit more, and it's a little bit, you know, it's almost like uh, you know, and how much does it cost to buy a player back? Four thousand as well, right? So this is like, yeah, you know, you're you're, you're diluting a lot of funds into this. So. I like this. I think this seems appropriate. I think that the nine thousand to six thousand seems good. What do you think? I'm with you. I I think well for one taking them out like and on one hand it was nice. I like that, but there's so much, so many aspects of like loadout creation in the game itself that are geared towards having an advantage, like staying off the map that it kind of eliminated that. Like, when there was no UAVs, nobody ran ghosts. There's literally fucking, like, no reason to run ghosts unless, oh, you're going to hide from the one team that does the contract that gives you a UAV for one time. Like, really? And, you know, other things like that keep you off the mini-map type of thing. So I think that it makes sense to have them in the game. They're a good strategic element. I like the ability to have that limited time, you know, UAV. Uh, but I'm with you. I think 6,000 is a nice sweet spot. And I actually had misread uh, the note that they added after they reverted the 6,000 was, upon further discussion, our team has decided to reintroduce UAVs at the lower price of 6,000 to monitor match pacing closer to the original design. Once we've gathered enough data, we'll make the subsequent decision as to whether or not we follow through with the proposed increase to $9,000 providing players with a fun and consistent long-term experience can sometimes take a little bit of short-term experimentation. That's interesting. So what they're saying is it's about matchmaking. What was the reasoning? And they think that UAVs are going to have an impact on how long it takes to matchmake or can you? No, pacing. Pacing. It's about not matchmaking. It's the match pacing. Match pacing, not matchmaking. Match pacing, which is interesting. So they're like, okay, they used to be 4,000, and people, the pace of the game was getting too fast, it sounds like, right? Because people were finding each other, killing each other. They increased it to 9,000. All of a sudden, it went over the top. That the the pacing of the game then got too slow because no one was getting UAVs. And now they've brought it down to six, thinking like, okay, maybe this is the sweep up, but they're not hold they may go back to nine thousand because they're just trying to fine-tune it. It's funny how like three thousand dollar difference in the purchase of a UAV can really change the pacing of a game. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I think it wasn't so much so that, oh, they reintroduced it at nine thousand and then dumped i actually don't even know if nine thousand was ever available oh. i think it was more it went away completely and then like you said the mat the matches just got way too slow oh uh, and i also think there's some other elements that had to do with that again the ttk maybe so there it's interesting though like you said that they're monitoring match pacing like i wonder what is that just like the average duration of a match or is it by circle like how many people are dead by the end of the first circle Either way, I think it's cool that they're looking at metrics like these and kind of tweaking the game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I uh, I'm cur- I would love to see you know peel the curtain back and take a look at like what they're seeing. You know, like how fast or what is the average lifespan of somebody with UAVs in the game and without UAVs in the game? And then how is that impacted if UAVs are more expensive? I'd love to see those numbers again. Reach out to us. Let us know the inside information. Well, you know, we're always we're always doing that the pitch to our listeners, you know, like, subscribe, share, grow the media empire. We talk about grow our voice, grow our impact. Well, clearly you can see the fruits of your labor, you know. This is due to the wars on amateur hour having a greater reach because like the cowboy said, I'm going to attribute this change solely to us, uh, to the amateurs out there. It's not the the guys with a million followers who get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to play the game it's because of us exactly it's our strong and fairly significant fan base you know you know the tim the Tatmans, the doctor disrespects it's not it's not their listeners it's ours baby that are having the impact so thank you remember to like subscribe on every podcast place you get a podcast 
The wah is strong and growing stronger every day. Uh, we love y'all. We love this community. But that said, the theme of this episode is increasing TTKs. Ooh. And just on that theme, we had another addition, which this wasn't out of left field. This we knew was coming. We've talked about it. That is the introduction of the first ever Iron Trials game mode on Rebirth Island map. Uh, and as the cowboy set, he and myself, the Tronster, dropped into that. It's a duos game mode, tailor-made for us here. Uh, we had three or four rounds of it. What were your first impressions from Rebirth Iron Tribe? It takes a long time to kill people, like a really long time. And it makes you realize, I I think I get away with a lot of kills because I'll miss some shots, but like hopefully a majority of them will hit my target. But when you have to like hit the target for longer... I realize I'm missing a lot more. I start to panic. So then I start, my trigger starts fingering. I'm like shooting all over this guy. And it was hard. Uh, we did pretty good though. Um, I think our first game, we got second place, almost pulled out the victory. But um, I really like it. it. It it certainly changes the pacing and the mental approach to how you're playing the game because it's on Rebirth Island, but there is no resurgence. You die and you go to the gulag. Uh, there are no loadouts that drop. You have to buy your loadouts for $10,000. The loot on Rebirth in Iron Trials is dog shit. There's like very rarely any green, blue, gold, or purple weapons. They're usually just like base level weapons that you're getting on the ground loot. So it's certainly challenging. Uh, you're kind of dissuaded from pushing other teams because you know, there's consequences to it. And if like you find yourself going against another duo, like a solo versus two guys, you might as well just kiss goodbye because it takes so long to kill one person. If, you know, sometimes in normal battle or in a normal situation, you could pick off one guy, then like, you know, quickly regen and then like, you know, put some plates on and then kill the other guy. And it's like, oh my God, I wiped the team. But in this, it takes so long to kill somebody. That's just not going to happen. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, there, I rarely, I feel like with one person get a team wipe. It's because it takes so long to kill him. I agree with you, but I don't necessarily agree that you're totally screwed. I found myself uh, in multiple instances running into duos, and I kind of had to put shots on both quickly. And then rather, you know, in the old mode, I would have really tried to get one down and then even the score maybe back away. But in this case, it was like that was just to buy enough time to run away. Uh, so, but I'm with you. I I had a blast. It was interesting. It was a lot different than I expected. I mean, for one, going into it, I was like, hmm. I don't know how this is going to work. Maybe they're just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks, but I don't think this is going to be that long lived. But I think like a lot of the decisions after looking into it make sense. Like for one regular duos resurgence kind of sucks. Like, yes, it's if you're by yourself and that you're usually screwed. And if one teammate goes down to a duo, like use a 2v2 situation, it's pretty much over for you because your buddy's usually not going to be able to get away and hide for whatever 20, 30 seconds for you to resurge. So I think having this as a duos without the resurgence mechanic, like it worked well. You and I, we really had to like move in tandem. We kind of were really coordinated. The communication was way there. Uh, and we were having success. Like you said, we got, what, second place in that first match. And we were dropping fucking kills. We had each other's backs, you know. We were, like, playing in coordination and, like, oh, I'm falling back. Okay, I'll hold the stairwell type of thing. Or, oh, I, I got this guy cracked and then I got to back off and play. Okay, I'll go finish him. Uh, so I think, like, it works really well. And I think it's a win for sure. Yeah, I think I will certainly agree. And that's a great point that duos on Rebirth Resurgence is not a very fun game mode. It's just you die too fast. It's it's uh, it's not our favorite. But this duos Iron Trials on Rebirth Island is it makes the duos dynamic way better in on this map specifically. And with the mechanic of just no resurgence, I think that this could be a staple of rebirth island and like the duo's nature on rebirth for hopefully years to come i don't know but i really enjoyed it and i could see us playing this a lot more i've been finding myself a lot lately just having one guy to play with you know like we have i have one buddy on so i play and we do duos and 
you know, it's kind of hard to find a good duos game mode, even like Vanguard duos. It's like it's it's so much better with trios or quads. It's just that much better. But this I actually think this would uh, let's uh, let's have a little discussion here. I want to pick your brain on this. Let's imagine that they had Iron Trials Rebirth quads. What do you think that would do? That was actually going to be my next question to you is like, I wonder what it would feel like to have the bigger team modes in this game i don't know i i'm definitely like that's the one thing is it's it sparked kind of my curiosity my hunger like to try it like if they introduce that next week i'm gonna be fucking all aboard that uh see how it is i mean i think it would lend itself to insane battles one quad pushing another quad with this this super low ttk i mean you would have it's not just it changes your movement and changes how you approach a fight. You don't just slide in through a doorway and blast somebody like you have to be thoughtful. It's like, you know, you're shooting. I, I, I think it'd be really fun. I think it uh, would really I like that it they frame it as, oh, only the best play iron trials. It's for the advanced competitor. And it kind of is like that because it's not just, you know, a big old pipe swinging contest here. Like it's it's who's going to outplay the other and I think it's actually probably on display most with duos. You know, it really shows the talent of like an individual player. And you said the word like thoughtful. And to me, that was my takeaway too. After just one round is like, wow, I like this a lot because it's not just a, okay, I'm in an engagement. Like who's the first one? It's, you know, it's like a fucking who reacts quicker. Like who's got their finger on the buzzer in normal Warzone with the old TTK. Whereas this Iron Trials, like, you have to kind of outplay a guy. Okay, you run into a guy in a building, you hop out. It's like, how am I going to reapproach this? I don't even necessarily need to replay it. I only lost one plate from this motherfucker. I'm ready to keep battling. I'm like, oh, look, let me look at my equipment. Do I have a stun? Do I have a grenade? I was using those way more, even in this like, you know, small smattering of games and kind of getting an edge. Like I remember at one point we were getting pushed by two guys or you were in the showers. I came down, I threw a Semtex and I was able to really fuck up two of them and kind of was able to survive somehow. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I think this is really interesting. I think this new game mode's a win. I think overall just increasing the TTK is, is beneficial for Warzone. Yeah, I agree. It's funny you say that about using kind of your like peripheral weapons, your lethals, your tacticals. I found myself doing that too. And I think it actually, what I was, re- I had a couple of r- really close battles where like I was either winning b- for, by a bullet or they were winning by a bullet. And, you know, I was screaming upset. But like, I think what happens is, is that it's less about the element of surprise. Like if you have a split second lead on somebody and you get a couple of bullets off first, it doesn't necessarily mean you're when you're gonna mean you're gonna win that fight because if he hits all his shots and you like hit him first but kind of maybe stray away from him a little bit and then have to refind his body while you're shooting, he still could win the fight because you know what I mean. The TTK isn't so fast that like whoever gets the first bullet wins. It's kind of like a a test of uh, endurance and your aiming. You know, I agree. It requires not just reaction time and initial aiming it's like it it adds in these other elements of the game that kind of weren't as important like yes aiming for headshots following a guy being able to land those shots you know tracking a moving target uh ducking or hiding or like yeah you duck for a second and they waste like four or five bullets and then they're gonna run out before they could finish you so you got a little bit of an edge it just brings in more it's like you know, you're going from 2D chess to 3D chess, maybe even 4D chess. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but that said, kind of it sparked an interesting thought in my mind, which is a few weeks back we had talked about Caldera. And, you know, I had shared my thoughts that, oh, I think Caldera is not that great of a map and kind of wish we had Verdansk. But at the same time, it was like, is am I really being realistic or do I just not really like like core battle Royale games? And I really just like rebirth and it's all, I'm a rebirth resurgence kind of guy. And that's why I would hate any fucking map they threw at me. That was regular battle Royale, but I've always felt like in my heart, a big part of why I like rebirth isn't so much the resurgence. It's just the nature of it's a fucking incredible map. And to me playing this duo's, iron trials on it like that's not a resurgence fucking game mode that's a pure ass battle royale experience and still like my level of enjoyment 
was just as high. So I do kind of stand by my previous statement of like, I think Caldera is not that. I think we could be better suited for Warzone with better maps in terms of the main battle royale. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I agree that I I believe Rebirth is just a superior map, you know? There's so many places you can find shelter, you can move to, you can push. It's it's like close enough together where, you know, you, you're constantly pushing from one building to the next. It's never like, okay, let's make the trek over there. It's like, no, you go from bio to decon, decon to prison, prison to headquarters. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I, the movement on the map is just is superior to the other maps. Maybe because it's small and it's just the shape of it and the way that it's laid out. But no, I agree. Rebirth is an incredible map. I am I I don't know if I am as I'm not like an ardent supporter of you know this map is good and this is I I, I don't mind Caldera all that much. There's flaws to it. You know, it's funny now we look back at Verdansk and it's like, damn, Verdansk was actually a pretty fun map too. Uh, but I don't know. I think that I, I, I'm not as I'm not as strongly opinionated as you are on this. I love Rebirth, but I also don't hate Caldera and I didn't hate Verdansk. I think we just wanted to change from Verdansk and looking back, Verdansk was actually a pretty good map. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, imagine if we could turn back the clock, play this Vanguard Royale new mode with the TTK on Verdansk. Like, how much would that change the situation? Because I think a lot of that ailed the game we attributed to the map, and then we got the new map, and it was like, well, this is fun at first, but then it was kind of, you ran into the same frustrations, and I, I think side-by-side side, Verdansk is a superior map, uh, maybe I don't know if my level of enjoyment is like significantly more on one versus the other because a lot of it is, oh, the grass is always greener. When you look back, you romanticize shit. But that said, I do stick by my original statement of like, I think Verdansk was tailored more to the style of like Call of Duty, just the mechanics, the nature of how the game is engaging. I think Caldera is just too wide open. It's It's not really working that well. But that said, I think it was just really interesting to be able to enjoy a non-resurgence game mode on rebirth island that much uh, i think they just it shows they've done it well so you know we criticize this game a lot but we also got to give credit where credit is due and i gotta say it's clear they're listening to the amateur hour uh and i clear they delivered on a lot of things we've been griping about yeah i agree um you know another thing that we haven't really i think we talked about this last week a little bit but uh one thing about called Dara, which is kind of separating it from all the other maps is the warfare in the skies, baby, the airplanes. It's those the airplane situation is kind of game changing for the map. And I guess their battle royales moving forward, Warzone in general, moving forward, though, I have so much fun flying those planes. I'm a bomber kind of guy. Well, unfortunately for you, myself and the other aerial enthusiasts, uh, this week, it was discovered that there was basically a lobby would completely crash. Everyone on the lobby, if you crashed, ironically, an air vehicle into a land vehicle, like an airplane into a car. So you could essentially uh, hit like a giant suicide time bomb on the entire... Yes, kamikaze, <laughs> wow. the whole lobby. So <laughs> as of the date of this recording, air vehicles are actually no longer in the game Wonderful. right now nice. while they work on a fix. Oh, yeah. I Of course. Of course, I go to talk about how much I love the airplanes and there's that glitch, of course. I didn't know that was going on, but that's... <laughs> How do people find this shit out? You know, you just like crash it and it crashes along. Be like, oh, that's interesting. Let me try that again. And then you do and it works. And then all of a sudden it takes over the Internet and everyone knows. I get. Well, I actually saw it was true game data it was like, hey, I was just in a lobby and saw that everybody got booted at the same time. And he went back to the recording and kind of I think he was near the area where it happened. And he figured, oh, I think it was because he, he called it. He said because the airplane crashed into a car. And then sure enough, later that day, you know. Uh, maybe other streamers caught on. I don't know, but they you saw from Raven's account, like, hey, we've temporarily suspended air vehicles due to blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that said, before we move on, and we're actually going to bounce back, there was something I didn't mention on the increasing TTK and all this UAV stuff. But I want to cover for those who you know are unfamiliar or don't remember, and again, there are some new changes, what goes on with this 
iron trials, what kind of separates it? We've obviously talked about the increased TTK. That's the main, you know, signature, but there's also uh, some differences here that the match duration and circle collapse, the timers have been adjusted to reflect the scale of Rebirth Island and increase the pacing of the game. So the circles are timed differently. As you said, there's no free loadout drops. If you want to buy one, you got to buy one at the buy, and they're not the $7,500 normal resurgence price. As the Cowboy said, they're $10,000. We played three, four games. We didn't get 10000 to buy one once. Also, side note, you can buy specialist perks for $30,000 in Iron Trials Duos that, Rebirth. That's right. You're y Yes, I'm heading that direction, but that's... Uh, in terms of vehicles, there's only ATVs now in that game mode. If you play Iron Trials, you should consider yourself an elite operator. Yes. Uh, and that they're known to be high rollers, so they increase the prices accordingly. So armor plate bundles are now $2,000 in this game mode. Gas masks are $4,000. Cluster strikes, $4,000. Precision airstrikes, $4,500. Self-revives, $5,000. UAVs, $6,000. Loadouts, as we said, 10000 and a specialist token, as the Cowboy said, $30,000. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to be getting one of those specialist tokens. We couldn't even get together ten grand. You know, I, I'm with you. Like, And we even, one of the rounds, ran a most wanted contract, and that only netted us like four k each or 4200 each. Like, where is somebody getting $30,000 fucking dollars uh, on a rebuild? I don't know, and there's low cash on the ground loot. That's kind of the biggest, I think, hurdle is it's not like there's cash piles everywhere, you know? And one thing they did increase also is the cash retained upon your death. Uh, so typically when you die, you only drop 20% of your cash, which I just now learned. I always wondered what that percentage was. Well, they increased that to 30%. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I, I didn't know that percentage either. I'm, that's interesting. I thought it was uh, more than they, that. Or maybe it says the amount of cash retained on death. So I don't know if maybe that's when you recover. Yeah. From so gulag. like if you had $10,000 and you come back from the gulag after dying, God, you start with 2000, okay. but I'm pretty sure you would drop the rest of that. Like you drop an $8,000 sack. I don't know. I think it's it's scaled down. Like you don't drop as much as you had. I don't know the numbers there. Uh, but the final tweak is uh, with melees. The finisher damage has been removed, so you can't do the executions. I believe or melee finisher. What is that? I meleeed somebody in our Iron Trials game. I got a couple of melee kills. Drop in hot. Bam, bam. Took him out. Uh, and then again, base health was increased to two fifty. That's the base health. Uh, they also so now on Vanguard Iron or Vanguard Royale it's 150 on Iron Trials it's 250. I don't know what the total is with plates on Iron Trials. Maybe it's 300 or something. 350, 400. Uh, the health regeneration has been increased from five seconds to seven second regen per second. And the starting equipment they give you a top break. What was that, a pistol or a shotgun and a sawtooth fucking melee weapon? Yeah, it's a pistol, and it kind of sucks. And the sawtooth melee weapon, like, that is, seems so random to me. Where does that come from? What a random piece of equipment to drop with. I, I don't know. And as you said, they're noting here, the item pool and supply boxes has been significantly altered. Uh, and they said common weapons, though, will start with an attachment, mostly to provide their max magazine size. Yeah, I, you know, I noticed that, actually. They did have larger mags on, like, the KGM-40s that I grabbed, uh, the Whitley guns, uh, which I, there were a lot of those. There was also a lot of base-level well guns that had no attachments, but I think they had up to 40 round mags when I pick them up off the ground. It was weird ground loot. It was hard to, like, get, a like, a a long range and a short range weapon that you felt comfortable with off the ground. It really was. And uh, epic and legendary weapons are now harder to find. You'll have to open more boxes to find what you're looking for. Uh, kill streak drop rates have been reduced. They say time to stop spamming UAVs and start putting those senses to the test. Large piles of cash are rare and uh, no dead silence, no stopping power, period. I like that. I haven't seen stopping power in a long time. Yeah, I'm well. That's out of the game completely. I don't okay. know why they. It's, it must be a copy and paste from the old, old patch notes for that. And then, as we've touched on before, sniping. If you're a sniper out there like the cowboy, not really your forte on iron trials because 
Uh, you only get a one shot down if they're within 30 meters. Yeah, and you have to hit them in the head, obviously. So if you're, there's no real point. You're going to crack someone if you headshot them if you're, you know, shooting over 30 meters, which is obviously most of your snipes come from 30 meters plus. So yeah, uh, I've been running the Bren and a short range Cooper, uh, which I'm going to continue to do on the iron trials because that seems to work. But again, haven't got a loadout yet after a few rounds. And one thing you saw a ton the first time they introduced iron trials was people would run the medical syringes because again, plate health wasn't that important and having that base health was, as they've said, it's increased now to what? Uh, 250 base health, which is normally what you get with plates in Warzone. So people would just be having the medical syringes re-up that. Well, they altered that this time around uh, to where health regeneration rate is decreased by 50% for medical syringes or stim shots. Uh, and they dis they responded that it's because when Iron Trials was last wa was last with us, medical syringes were the go-to tactical equipment. We would like to experiment with reducing their effectiveness to see how this impacts gameplay and equipment viability in the hands of Rebirth Island's most seasoned veterans. We'll be monitoring this change closely to ensure it does not have a net negative impact on the gameplay experience Trials players have come to expect. Okay, cool. Sounds good. So yeah, we we didn't weren't smart enough to run those. Uh, no need to be now. So we could just stick with the old. I think I'm running. What are your What are you? Yeah. Speaking of loadout, you talked about your guns. Any other changes you've done specifically for Iron Trials? Well, I didn't really set an Iron Trials loadout because I wasn't. Uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't prepared for it. But now that I've played a, a session in there, I like the Bren. Uh, I stick with the Bren. And I love my short range Cooper. Maybe, maybe switch it for a well gun, which I don't have unlocked. So I won't be doing that, but I suggest that maybe that's something you would do. Um, You know, you want something that you're going to hit your shots on because you have to land a lot of bullets to get people down. So you don't want something that's uh, like a loose cannon or like, you know, has a lot of recoil or you're going to miss your shots. I'm going to stick with my Cooper and my brand loadout. Um... And then, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really gone down the rabbit hole of what tacticals I would run, but honestly, probably I'd stick with a heartbeat or at least somebody in the in the duo should have a heartbeat because that gets really helpful, obviously. Um, what about you? Uh, I think definitely sticking with the Semtex grenades. They got me out of some real jams. Uh, having that, if you can get a little bit of damage off the get-go off of someone, it can really help you get an edge. Uh, that said, though, I didn't mention that stuns were also kind of altered here on uh, Iron Trials to where their effective duration was decreased by 50%. So I'm not sure I might continue to run stuns. Like you said, I might be better served with a heartbeat. Uh, but I don't know. It's something. I mean, I might even try the fucking stim shots, even though they got nerfed. Maybe they're still good. Yeah. I hit a stem. I've been, I you know, it's some of my loadouts because they've been rolling over from Vanguard. I've been running stems and I've been uh, kind of utilizing stems more than I ever had in the past. And I do, I like stems. They're fun. You know, uh, the only problem is sometimes I'll have stems and I'll forget that I have them and I think I have a heartbeat. So I'll, you know, tap the old, oh, let me check the heartbeat. I'll pop a stem and then I'll just run circles around to get the, you know what I mean? It's just like, inject yourself. Yeah, I just hit myself up and then do circles in the upstairs of headquarters building just to, you know, run it off a little bit. But um, yeah, probably stems and semtex. That's a good combo. We don't really talk about it, but just the whole essence and the idea behind that is pretty wild. Like your dude just injects himself like in the middle of battle. With like straight adrenaline and, or something? Yeah, it's like the fucking, uh, what is it, the rock, dude, where they have to shoot themselves in the heart with that shit to survive the gas. Yeah, I love it. Um, interesting. Really, yeah, really bizarre. I wish he made a sound like, oh, like he's like sticking yeah. a needle inside of him. He just does it like it's fucking no big deal. Yeah. It's kudos to them. Uh, but that said, the final thought, going back to that increased UAV price, uh, getting rid of it, adding it back. One thing I meant to mention, which I think bears you know, highlighting, is I think this also coincides with something they've done, which is to nerf the cash on Caldera. Like, remember we talked about early on, you'd get hundreds of thousands of dollars and you couldn't buy a loadout. Uh, and then back then, yeah, UAVs you could buy. Now I think they've 
you'll notice it when you play the Vanguard Royale. Cash is, I think it's really like, they've hit a fucking peak, I think, in terms of like the Battle Royale experience, in terms of how it's configured now. But as always, we're curious for your all thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts on that, Cowboy? No, no final thoughts. I think we covered that pretty thoroughly. All right. Well, the other change that was brought forth with this patch notes, which was uh, we touched on last week. We were surprised it didn't happen. Well, it finally happened. Uh, They fixed the glitch with the PPSH reverting, becoming broken last week, but the brand was still kind of left untouched. Wasn't as bad. Well, they finally fixed that. Uh, This patch notes, they noted they fixed an issue with the Queen's 705 barrel that would bypass its intended damage fall off. People are still noting, though, that the brand is still arguably the go-to long-term or long-range weapon of choice. Uh, But another surprising nerf, which I kind of was interested to see, was a Black Ops Cold War weapon, and that was the XM4, the neck damage multiplier was decreased from 1.5 down to 1.33 what's with these neck multipliers i feel like we're talking a lot about neck hits and i don't know if that's so common or not yeah i mean we we always said early on like aim for the head especially we're talking about the m13 the headshot multiplier like fuck maybe we should be aiming for the neck more yeah i i mean i try to aim for the head most of the time but sometimes i miss low you know guy jumps up comes out of a squat i hit him in the neck a lot of hitboxes out there. Head, neck. Last week we heard there was like left upper arm, right fucking upper arm. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens this week. But uh, I'll be aiming for the next then with my Bren. But with those nerfs, I feel like the state of weaponry, the state of the meta is pretty damn well balanced at the moment. Uh, again, it seems like the well gun, PPSH, Owen gun, kind of preferable for short range, but long range, Bren. But still, you're capped at the 40-round mag, which especially on these Iron Trials game modes kind of kind of balances out the game there. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I agree. I'm okay with that too. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. Well, according to, uh, for those who are always trying to keep tabs, you know, on the meta, what should I be running? What should I be leveling? What should I look to pivot to if a gun, maybe you're using the XM4 and you really feel this neck shot multipliers screwing with your mojo what should you pivot to according to their website uh and twitter account which is fantastic give them a follow warzone loadout they're claiming that the vanguard long range meta is the bren the automaton the dp27 the cooper and also following suit with all those is the the m40 the kg m40 the stg and the bar i love the kg m40 I think that might be, I might have to start building that one out. I think that might be the next Bren-style long-range weapon. I, I, I'm i about to unlock it on my battle pass, and I'm excited about that. I think I need to build that out. Well, I encourage you to do so. I encourage everyone, you know, chase the new weapons. Get out there. I've been glad I've moved from the M, uh, MP40 to the own gun. It feels good. I've been, I've been yearning for a new AR or long-range weapon. Uh, I like the Bren, but again, I don't know. I'm not a super big LMG guy, but just this week, in addition to all these changes, we saw another kind of addition to me out of fucking left field. And that was, there was a brand new gun in town, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not a new Vanguard gun. It is a new Cold War gun, because as we know, uh, the games continue on even after the new ones are released. We We saw new uh, modern warfare weapons while black ops was going well we see a new black ops cold war gun while vanguard's going on it's a new assault rifle it is called the vargo 52 you have to unlock it in order to do so you need to deal 1000 damage in 15 different completed matches with an ar uh and according to warzone loadout It's very similar to the Cold War AK in terms of damage profile, but it has better damage range and recoil. Okay, can I ask the obvious question here? Yeah. New Cold War gun? Yeah. Why are they releasing Cold War guns? Because in theory, like they don't want when a new game comes out, they just say, hey, fuck off to the old players. We're leaving you behind. In their mind, like they want players to enjoy Cold War 
as time goes on, they still have teams working on that. They still introduce new maps. You know, there's still new playlists. If you're playing Black Ops Cold War, same with Modern Warfare 19, even they'll still be fucking tweaking shit there. So they kind of, it's not obviously as frequent as when that's like the newest, you know, game in town, but they'll throw you a new bone here. So, hey guys, it's season whatever of Black Ops. Here's a new AR. Okay. All right. I guess it just seems like a little bizarre to me, but at the same time, whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, the Vargo 52, that's a that's a strong name, Vargo. You know, it's very, uh, very, uh, you know, it's got a lot of uh, strength behind it, I think. Well, are you intrigued by this description? They said less recoil than the Cold War AK, but better TTK at range. I mean, I think the Cold War AK is dog shit, and I know that you absolutely would marry a gun if it was legal in the United States. So I'm sure that you're torqued about this one. I think it actually is legal and on three or four states. I'm looking into it. But that said, yeah, when I saw this description... <laughs> And I've been hearing, especially from folks on our Discord saying, hey, Tron, dude, the, the Cold War AK is still back in town. It's still hot. It'll still fuck shit up. And I've been meaning to kind of throw it back in my loadout. But I might have to wait. I might have to go and chase. You know, I think the unlock criteria for this one's, it's definitely possible. A thousand damage in 15 matches. Like, we play Rebirth all the time. We drop a thousand fucking damage, dude. Do we? So we can focus on the AR. Uh, and... Hopefully I can unlock this thing. And when I do, I think I'm going to throw it on immediately, start to level it up. I'm curious to hear if anybody out there is run with it, is feeling it. We want to hear your thoughts. You know, dude, if you want to unlock this, you you take the old cowboy's advice and build the Bren Cooper carbine loadout, both of which are assault rifles. You know, you start, you know, dropping with two ARs when you get your loadout, you'll hit that thousand damage pretty quickly. Both of which are assault rifles, except the brand is an LMG. That's right. So, you know what? I may edit that out of the podcast. That was a slip on my part. Um, but rock and roll, you can use the Cooper. I think you should put it on repeat and super cut in last week when I brought that to the attention. All right. Uh, maybe I will. We'll see what happens. Uh... That set, uh, not to circle back a third time to Rebirth, but it's on the agenda here at the bottom one thing that was buried in the Iron Trials patch notes that people caught on to is they said, quote, given that this is the final mode for the current Rebirth Island that was used as a lead-in, which obviously means we're seeing some changes, which we touched on weeks ago, uh, which kind of scary to hear that, the final mode for the current Rebirth Island, but that's the reality. But then they added this little nugget cowboy they said although it is not the end for rebirth island you may want to drop back in before a familiar foe brings the largest updates to this map since its release wow that's pretty exciting what does that mean what does that mean well i mean not to stroke myself too much on this episode, but it's like... Yeah, don't stroke yourself too much right now, please. We're just constantly ahead of the game. Last week, we talked about the data miners potentially discovering some com content upcoming. That was the first bit that kind of dropped into Tron's brain. Then the next bit was like, well, where is Rebirth Island based off? It's based off of fucking Alcatraz Island. Where is Alcatraz Island? right on the coast in the Pacific Ocean. And what slumbers deep beneath the behemoth ocean that could be lurking in the shadows, emerging to cause these crazy updates to Rebirth Island is done, done, done. <laughs> fucking godzilla right yes okay for the record i'm the godzilla guy here you hate godzilla you think it's terrible for the record you were laughing at me when i was excited about this and you thought it was going to be dog shit and campy so for the record i had this one and i'm excited about it so i really hope that this is coming true because it would be fucking cool i have no idea how godzilla is going to interact with caldera while a live battle royale match is happening but i am all about this 
Well, that's fair. I'll give you credit. You were certainly the much more enthusiastic one when it came to hearing that and there could be... I was the more enthusiastic one, and now you're making sound effects and doing his... Well, you know, while I may not be a huge enthusiast of Godzilla, I'm a big, big on theatrics. Uh, and to me, like, when it all clicked in my brain, I was like, oh, it makes so much sense. So that kind of, I think, that could be cool. Like, I think that plays in... Well, because again, isn't like that Godzilla, those movies always either take place in like Japan or fucking San Francisco, right? Well, I mean, I think that, uh, yes, and maybe even Hawaii, but, uh, yeah, both, you know, some part in the Pacific. No, there's certainly the Godzilla is a Pacific theater monster for sure. I mean, he's obviously of Japanese descent, Japanese culture. He's, you know, yes, it's very much in the ring of fire, you could say. All right, well, we'll have to keep tabs, but you heard it here first. Uh, For those wondering what could be coming, uh, let the record state, we think it's going to be that fucker Godzilla emerging. He's going to do something to Rebirth, mess it up, you know, maybe bash his little tail against it or flame out some parts. I don't know. As we've said, Rebirth's in such a great place. Oh, I got fucking hope they don't ruin it. Yeah. But we'll see. I think... um... You know, the next obvious question is if Godzilla, if this is leading towards Godzilla, there was a second part of this equation and it was King Kong, right? Yeah. So so maybe he's going to come to Caldera. Or maybe Godzilla comes, wrecks havoc as the familiar foe on Caldera. Oh. And then what happens? King Kong comes, fights Godzilla, and then he gets rid of Godzilla. Then King Kong owns Caldera. Wow. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I'm not sure how long Iron Trials is running until, but you got to imagine the news of what's coming next is going to be announced either right before that or shortly after. Uh, But yes, Rebirth Iron Trials is live. If you haven't, go on, check it out. It's really great. Check out the new Vanguard Royale mode. Uh, And that is going to do it this week on the Warzone Amateur Hour podcast. As always, check out our YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment on our videos. Obviously, you know, follow us, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share us far and wide if you drop in with some buddies. If you're... You're at work chatting about Warzone. If you're if you're on a date, as the cowboy said, you know, ask the girl, hey, or the guy, hey, you, you listen to any podcasts? And then you drop it right there, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would do that on like a first date, but, you know, once things get hot and steamy and you trust each other, then I would definitely drop it in. Yeah, really? you want to make yourself a little more vulnerable maybe? Okay, that's the moment to drop the Warzone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let them know what you're all about, you know? But yes, thank you as always to our patron uh, supporters, to everyone who's supporting this community on our Discord. Check us all out. We're out here. We're accessible. We love you all. We will talk to you next week. And until then, good luck in the gulag. <laughs>